Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 48 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, Adam's birthday! Yay. I was wondering if you were going to remember. Yay. Of course I remember. <laughs> Happy birthday, Adam. Mm, that's what you say <laughs> oh, now, thanks, but we guys. have documented proof that you forgot. <laughs> yeah, well, I so happened to, to read it earlier that it was his birthday today, and then I remembered because of it. I don't have a, a birthday brain like you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. You're welcome. How old are you? 24? 24. 20, 20 something. Wow. Um, so, yeah. He's uh, in the prime of his life. And I'm still doing homework. <laughs> God bless. Uh, and video games. Joining me today is Adam. Hi. Derek. Hello. And Andrew. What is cracking? Derek coming from uh, his new house. Yeah, yeah. How's that going? My, my new setup. Uh, it's going well. Um, today I had the fun adventure of trying to figure out where all the circuit breakers are go, go to because all the labels that the previous owner had put were wrong. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I was able to figure out 90% of them uh, um, and was able to fix uh, some of the outlets in our living room that weren't working. So it was a pretty productive day. Well, there you go. Exciting yeah. stuff. Uh, all right, so we got some news today. It's been two weeks, really, since we've done news, uh, but surprisingly, still not a lot. In the post-console release, it's been kind mm. of slow with people announcing things. Um, our main thing that we're going to be doing today is, in the two weeks that we haven't spoken, we have been playing a buttload of games because, uh, you know, the new consoles came out. A lot of the big games of the season have been released, and we've been playing them. So we're going to go real in-depth about a lot of the games that we've been playing. But first, we have an email... <sighs> A rather long email, one that Derek is expecting. This is oh, from yeah. this is from a friend of the show, Dante. Oh. Dante uh, was asking Derek and I about the GeForce Now streaming service, and we responded we had no idea how it works or anything. He, so he said he was going to try it out, and then he said he texted us saying, "Hey, do you want to know how the GeForce?" Is and Derek and I both without missing a beat said, Yeah, email the podcast. <laughs> uh, so this is Dante's email to the podcast. He says, Dear video game boys, as a yes. mostly converted console player, my PC is usually my go to means to play video games, and I love it. Though the problem remains that upgrading is quite more pricey than producing than purchasing a new console. To give you a little backstory, I had quite the gaming rig in 2014. Six cores of AMD CPU power. No way. <laughs> 16 gigabytes of RAM and an NVIDIA 970. It wasn't the best at the time, but I could at least run NVIDIA Hairworks on the Witcher 3. And that and the made it all... I think I say, and that made it all the worthwhile. Nevertheless, Father Time crept up on this old rig of... And my CPU and GPU struggle running some of the most basic games on high. So what was I to do? The idea of not being able to enjoy, enjoy Cyberpunk 2077, a game that's been on my radar since 2013, on a serviceable quality, would have kept me wide awake at night. Derek knows as well as anyone of my tech-savvy friends that the struggle was real and that there, there were no cheap fixes, at least so I thought. 
Usually I don't listen to the sponsor at the beginning of a stream or a YouTube video, but this one caught my attention. GeForce Now. I was well aware of stream gaming and how much it sucked, but with this cheap alternative, I could at least spend five bucks before I committed to a complete overhaul of, on my PC. As I booted up, my first impressions weren't necessarily great. Sparse gaming library and over a 30-minute wait time for customers that didn't purchase the Founders Package was not mind-blowing in the least. So what the heck... So what the heck it, it punched in my info and paid $5 for one month. Bang! I was instantly loaded into a fantastic world of The Witcher 3. Geralt sat there looking over the Tuscan vineyards of Tucson, <laughs> surely expecting another whimsical quest to come his way. I jumped into the display settings and did what any sane person would do and pushed the graphics as high as I could. Shadows, textures, foliage, depth of field, ultra, anti-aliasing, whatever that is, on, V-Sync, you betcha, hair works, keep it flowing, baby. <laughs> I hopped on Roach. Riding full speed through the colorful countryside, maybe a frame drop here and there for the first time, but then never to return. I walked through the water, ran through the tall grass, spun the camera around like a madman, only I, only to have silky smooth frames throughout. Latency on my end was almost non-existent, but I do have my computer wired through an Ethernet with 200 megabytes per second as well. A smile cracked across my face as I thought of running Cyberpunk on ultra 4K ray tracing and all tearing through the streets of Midnight City, or sorry, Night City, in my Blade Runner style car as rain patters against the windshield and the glow of neon lights guide my way deeper into the unknown. And he, uh, he sent us a few screenshots of him playing The Witcher. They all look pretty nice. I, he goes on to say, I mean, just look at these, referring to said screenshot. This is running on my 2013 MacBook Pro. My MacBook freaking Pro from 2013. I would highly recommend this service to anyone with a stable internet connection who doesn't want to shell out for a new PC or a 30, or sorry, a new CPU or a 3080 anytime soon. I would say that my only stopgap now was probably the power of my monitor. The service can also run off of just about anything with internet, MacBooks, old Lenovo laptops, or a Chromebook that isn't being used as a paperweight. Oh, come on. I like my Chromebook. <laughs> is isn't being used as a paperweight. Just know that it runs through wires. Uh, runs through wireless, and you may come across some latency issues. Plus, it runs off a Steam library. Even So even if GeForce doesn't... GeForce Now doesn't meet your expectations. You still own the game and can run it through your own computer. Anyways, thanks for listening to my rant on GeForce Now streaming service. I have to go pick up my check now from NVIDIA. <laughs> Love, <laughs> Dante. So, quite the yeah, email, I, uh, but quite the... I'm glad he emailed that because if he texted that to you guys, oh boy. Yeah, jeez. It definitely would have been a more back and forth, and he definitely <laughs> embellished it because it was an email. But um, So yeah, it's cool to know that GeForce Now works and it's uh, is something worth investing in, especially if mm. you're in Dante's situation where you can't afford or you're not ready to upgrade the parts of your PC, but you want to be playing the games at their best quality. So that's cool stuff. Yeah, yeah this this is really, really cool. Mm, I agree. I still have your uh, Stadia sitting here, Derek, so you can oh. 
you got to swing nice. by at some point and pick that up, but uh, yeah. then you'll be able to try that version of the streaming future. <laughs> uh, yes. Compare. Yes. Um, but thank you, Dante, for sending in that email. It's much appreciated. Uh, yeah. So let's move on to some new stuff. Let's start with... we're gonna. I'm going to throw the ball over to you, Andrew. I have the... You want me to start with Smash? Yeah, we have this document open here with all the news listings, and we have the Nintendo... Uh, tbh c and d debacle slash save melee so yes. there's a lot going on with nintendo there's and smash bros a lot uh and then also um we'll talk about the other smash thing you can just roll right into that whenever you're ready so yeah yep. take take the floor what's going on in All the right, smash yeah, world? i will take the floor because i am very passionate about this uh so basically a couple of, this is a couple of weeks old at this point um there was supposed to be uh, a tournament taking place, uh, I think, in like, I don't remember where the Big House takes place, but it's called the Big House. It's a yearly Smash tournament uh, with other fighting games present as well. Um, but obviously, since there's a global pandemic this year, uh, we can't exactly get together to run an in-house tournament with a bunch of GameCubes and, and stuff for, for Melee. Uh, so... In the time since the pandemic, people have, there's already been a bunch of melee mods introducing uh, rollback netcode to allow you to play the game uh, online with each other, which you obviously can't do on the GameCube or really by any other method. Uh, and that already existed before the pandemic, uh, but now there's a new mod called Slippery, uh, which allows players to basically have a. It's like you're playing in the same room with them all over the world. Uh, and so they were going to use that to run a Melee online tournament at the big house, and then Nintendo handed them a cease and desist. And basically said, you can't stream our game because it involves using illegally obtained copies of the game, uh, and we are effectively shutting down the whole tournament. Not just the Melee bracket, the entire tournament. The entire event. Yeah, so all like Smash Ultimate was also not happening. Yeah, which Smash Ultimate, to... any other fighting games that were happening at that tournament, you can't you can't run the event. Um, and obviously, this was met with a lot of flack by pretty much everybody involved, and even people who weren't involved because it's just shitty. You know, like it's all a legal gray area for me, especially because I don't know anything about the legal side, mm. uh, you know, because there's all, there's all the talk about whether or not the copies are legally obtained or not because they own the discs already. And so they ripped the code from the discs to incorporate into the mod. And like people were already using the mods to play melee on the computer anyway. So yeah, that side of it. So I want to, I want to quickly talk about that. So, Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, I, this is where I, I kind of fall short. So you are legally allowed to download games off of discs that you own and back them up so that you can play them through emulation. However, the I think the big legal issue comes into play because they did modify the code to make it so that you could play online. Even if it's an improvement that across the board everyone thinks it's an improvement and you know it's it's helping the game survive during the pandemic uh and it's like it doesn't really damage the game in any way it's still technically the they are breaking the law by editing the code of the game that is where the issue yeah. comes in and that is where nintendo 
is within their rights to do it. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not super shitty and that I think yeah, they shouldn't be doing it. Obviously, but... Nintendo is 100% within their rights to do this and to really take any legal action with their IPs. Um, but yeah, it is still just shitty. And one one thing that I've heard is that if they can, they have to, because if they don't, then it becomes like, okay, where do we draw the line? Where, like, How can we let these people get away with this, but then like not take down like fan mods of Pokemon games. So, you know, they kind of just blanket statement, anything that is people uploading our games online uh, and, or like altering them yeah. in any way, like no, no go. So the th- you see, the thing is though, the mods still exist. They're not taking down the mods like they did to the Pokemon games. They're just saying, you can't stream this. You can't run this tournament. Yeah. So that's, you know? That is a weird thing, and I don't know and, if there's like active lawsuits yeah. to try to get Slippy taken down or not. I haven't done that. Kind yeah, of I have. I have no idea. And apparently, there is a history of court cases that involve uh, this kind of thing with mods to games. Um, so, like I said, it is a legal gray area. Um, but it's yeah. There basically, it was met with huge backlash from the Smash community with the hashtag Save Melee and eventually hashtag Save Smash uh, coming out on Twitter. Uh, and I would like to provide some additional context as to why, because there was a big twit longer. If you don't know what a twit longer is, it's basically a separate website that allows you to uh, affiliated with Twitter tweet that's longer than the max amount of characters for Twitter. So there was a big twit longer that came out that highlighted a bunch of information of the past decade of Nintendo kind of sticking their foot in the way of Smash growing as a, as an esports scene. Um, and so the twit longer itself was written prior to the cease and desist being released. So this is all information that already existed. And they chose not to go public with it because there was always the hope that Nintendo would provide support for the scene and obviously all of this information coming out might sully those chances um and this information is all basically like there's nothing that's like a hundred percent like confirmed to have happened it's all kind of our word versus theirs but it's been corroborated by a lot of uh you know pro smashers and tournament organizers so uh keep that in mind but basically in the past several entities uh, have attempted to work with Nintendo to create events and circuits to grow Smash as an e- esports scene. Because basically, Smash and, and Melee, is specifically uh, at its root, is an entirely grassroots scene. You know, everything since the dawn of Melee, since like 2004, uh, every Smash tournament has been like out of pocket by tournament organizers and like they used to run tournaments like it literally out of people's bedrooms like people would fly across the coast the at the time conceived best players in the world would fly to other people's houses to play tournaments uh and so up until this day you know all of these tournaments have been just built by those people basically all out of pocket and so several companies have attempted to work with nintendo over the last few years to create circuits but nintendo basically like has been very iffy on it so like people were in talks with them to create a circuit and apparently there was a nintendo twitch partnership that was supposed to happen that was just about finalized uh and as a result other people who wanted to make circuits were told to sponsor that circuit instead but then that circuit never actually happened so then they're just kind of left in the dust um 
However, uh, you know, anytime anybody tried to work with Nintendo in a Smash sense, they were unresponsive. But Nintendo would basically like actively support the Splatoon scene for whatever reason. Uh, and so, like, Nintendo basically dangled the idea of them having a Smash circuit in front of their faces for nearly three years. And by the time that there was actually, like, a contractually written agreement to, to like, start a circuit after the three years of negotiations, Nintendo basically ghosted them because they said that because Ultimate was planning on being announced. Um, and so nobody knew that Ultimate was going to be announced. Uh, and so then Nintendo told them, well, we want to gauge the community interest after Ultimate releases, and then talks will resume later that year. But then they never did. Uh, and so the same people that made that tried to make these circuits happen, like worked with other companies, uh, other developers for Tekken, Dragon Ball Fighter, Street Fighter, and made those circuits happen within a few months. Uh, and so basically, the whole sentiment is Nintendo either... Like, they, they just refuse to take a side. They either don't want Smash to grow, or they do. But they're never fully committed to either of those philosophies. Because if they really wanted to shut down the Smash scene, they could. You know, they've already done it with this tournament. Like, there's nothing that any of these companies can do about a, about a company as huge as Nintendo handing them a cease and desist. Like, there's just nothing that we can do about it. And But also, Nintendo is such a huge company that they could just pour resources into the scene and directly benefit from it. So, basically, the whole thing is just super shitty, uh, and it's just so sad that Nintendo is effectively shutting down the only way that these guys have to play their game. That, you know, and, and all of this, all of the things that the Smash community has done is just out of love for the game, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. I'm going to I'm going to be the one to kind of give Nintendo's perspective on this and just know yeah, that fair. I don't necessarily believe in all this but this yeah, is Yeah, no, don't get me is, wrong. I I am not surprised whatsoever. Yeah. I am just sad. Here are the logistical reasons uh for why Nintendo would do this. All right, let's start with the canceling of Slippy and Melee. Why Nintendo doesn't want people to care about Melee. They want people to let's say you're watching a melee stream you're not a bit you're not into smash you discover smash bros as a scene oh cool i want to get into smash bros would they rather have you download melee for free on your computer or buy potentially buy a switch then buy smash ultimate and then buy dlc pack one and then buy dlc pack two which one would you think nintendo would rather have well, yeah, obviously. So, yeah, the, Nintendo wants you to buy the new product that they are currently supporting. They don't want people getting excited about their 20-year-old game that they're not going to ever make revenue from ever again. They're not selling new copies of Melee. They're not selling new GameCube. So, even if someone went and bought a legal copy of Melee, Nintendo's not seeing that money, you know? So, that's that's number one as to, like, why they don't support Melee at all. Yeah. Um, However, there you cannot tell me that there that like nearly every single melee player did not buy a copy of Ultimate. Oh no, absolutely. But they, like I said, they have nothing to. That's irrelevant to the fact that Nintendo has nothing to gain now for people getting into melee. You know. Right. But this, but this goes past melee. This is for like all of those circuits and everything. Yeah, that, that was, was for melee and Smash Four. That was just and even brawl. That was just point number one. 
point yeah, number no, point number two, Nintendo doesn't like see Smash Bros as a competitive fighting game. That's they don't care about that. It is kind of a side thing or something that's happening on the side to them. They they want to sell it as a party game. They want it to be a fun experience for the family. They want people to play on every stage. They want people to play with items on. They want people to play with four players, eight players. Like they the they don't care about the people who like the 1% of players who are playing this game in this manner you know we talk about yeah. how smash bros is the greatest selling fighting game of all time but that that to them like you got to imagine what percentage of people are playing it in like the tournament legal competitive fashion it's very 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 small in comparison to the sales numbers so like again yeah. that's not something they care about they're not looking at people to watch professional smash bros and get into the game yeah that's going to get them a couple sales but they're more so looking for like I don't know the twelve-year-old who's a fan of Minecraft who says, "Oh, Steve is in this this like collaboration game and that I haven't for some reason committed to yet. Oh, now is the time I want to get into this party game with my friends." You know, like mm-hmm. people, it's it's hard for the Smash community to take a step back and realize that they are the vocal minority when it comes yeah. to but Smash. So, but the what the Smash community wants isn't for them to be the primary focus of all things smash bros they just want to exist in one constant state like basically until the foreseeable future the problem is that nintendo there's all there's this will they won't they air around nintendo's relationship with the smash community they're 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 not actively in either camp they are somewhere in the middle it's Mm -hmm. like if nintendo whether nintendo supports the scene or not the Smash community will thrive. However, it's because they aren't doing either of those two things that the, like, they're picking and choosing when they're interjecting and when they're supporting that is causing the problem. If Nintendo just said full stop, like, okay, do whatever you want and just you know do that, then the Smash community will thrive. You know, every, We've been doing it for the last 20 years up to this point, so there's nothing that would you know inhibit them from continuing to do that it's just that nintendo kind of drops in sometimes and says no uh you know and whether the smash community exists or not will won't really impact the sales of the games like you said smash ultimate is still the most selling the best selling fighting game of all time so like a lot of smash like the you know consumer base who plays smash probably isn't even aware of the of the esports scene yeah um so yeah it's it sucks it's like yeah. like you said it would be nice if nintendo just either left it alone or supported it but it's like you said they kind of dip in and they every once in a while they just say no in a fashion that sucks yeah and the thing is like it, it's just yeah it's the fact that they are so either or you know i take evo 2013 for example uh if you don't know this is a pretty infamous thing that in evo 2013 their eighth game in their lineup was left up to a charity drive uh where the players or anybody could donate money in respect to a single community and whichever community raised the most money whichever game raised the most money would be the eighth game in evo and the smash melee community raised a hundred thousand dollars for breast cancer and nintendo said no you can't stream our game at that event and the backlash was even more 
even more immense than this. And within five hours, N- Nintendo reversed the decision. So yeah. if like, you know, clearly if they were firmly like, no, you can't stream our game, they absolutely could have been. And there's nothing that we can do about it. But then they backpedaled. And so we don't know really where they stand. Yeah, it sucks. It's annoying. But this isn't new. This is what Nintendo's been doing no. for yeah. 30 years, you know? They are fucking weird company. They do whatever they want. Derek, you were you were saying earlier that they don't they don't see themselves as a video game company. They see themselves as a toy company. They see games as like toys. So, they just have a different yeah. perspective on it than everyone else. And it sucks and it's yeah. hard to take that step back and see it like that and accept it, but that is how it is and yeah, and I I want to like some context for that too. Like it's not like the I think it's like the board is who you know like it's not like uh, Sakurai sees Absolutely. sees it that way. Like they have a lot of talented yeah, like, like passionate like, people that love Bill, video games. Bill there. Trinan, absolute proponent of the Smash scene, you know. Yeah, or who's the who's the other guy? JJ something. I don't know. I know Reggie was There's... the number one Ridley player for a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's the fact that the Smash community are like, you know, higher uh, prominent people in the Smash community like partner with Nintendo often, like you know the whole Reggie versus Hungry Box thing. Remember? Mm-hmm. And it's like it's stuff like that, and it's so it's just yeah, it's like you say, it's just weird, it sucks. Yeah, it's just sometimes a very it, unfortunate situation it comes down to people who are in positions that are not they're not in touch with with the stuff, and they just say no shut it down get the lawyers on you know it's yeah they don't they don't know and they don't care they just care that they you know stuff makes money yeah yeah and their IP. it's it, it's it's reflective of how old nintendo is as a company so cause they've been around since the 1800s so a lot of their business practices are are pretty archaic yeah they uh, still don't let you stream their their playing cards uh live the, Hana, the hanafuda cards <laughs> <laughs> um, is, that, is that a joke or is that legit? That was a joke. Okay. <laughs> the, the, I, the scary I, thing is you wouldn't I would have believed you. <laughs> um, right, Andrew, roll us into the, yeah, the good news so first, man. This all, yeah, this is all kind of reinforced with uh, the with the re- recent news uh yesterday smash.gg which is a self-service esports platform in which anybody can go and create a bracket uh for a tournament for a game uh was acquired by microsoft so you have a company <laughs> who is now actively supporting in a way the smash scene obviously uh i mean maybe not obviously but microsoft has been using smash.gg to run halo and gears of war tournaments uh but just the fact that this platform that is so prominent within running Smash tournaments is going to have the direct benefits from Microsoft is already huge. And who better to negotiate with Nintendo about uh, like esports stuff than Microsoft? Yeah, <laughs> right? I was just telling Andrew earlier today, it's like, man, I wish that Microsoft didn't drop the ball with uh, Xbox One yeah, because you, they are like saying. they are, with the exception of having no great first party games right now, they are the greatest video game company out there. Yeah, Microsoft everything is they're my, doing is, is absolutely company. incredible. If from only PR, they had the games. From a PR standpoint, yeah, from a PR standpoint, Microsoft is absolutely like far and away the best company. My favorite, the one I want to support the most. They're doing all the right things. But I can't play Spider-Man on an Xbox. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's that. Give it I say give it three or four years 
also become a Bethesda fan and uh, <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, but yeah, that, it's like it's a good sign for the Smash community, and it's a win that they definitely needed in a in a rough week. Yeah, it was definitely a pretty sweet ending to this quite bitter couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. How, how much did Microsoft buy Bethesda again? Wasn't seven like billion. Seven billion. Seven billion. Oh. Yeah. So them buying Nintendo is is a little a little. I said that never to Jeff today too. Happen. I said I want Microsoft to buy Nintendo. Literally never gonna happen. They're the third most valuable company in Japan, so that would be a huge acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. No, not gonna happen. Don't get your hopes no. up. Um. So I wrote in our news log here. I wish I liked Fortnite. And yeah. I, I was as soon as about... I, when I saw that, I said, "Me too, buddy." Just yeah, so, like what's that about? So, was the season four something? Yes, yeah, ch- like chapter that. two, yeah. season chapter four. four or something just ended. Uh, and it was like this event where Galactus, the Marvel villain, came and destroyed the world or something, and it was crazy. And then so the new season's starting, and Mando's there like, with a baby Yoda. Yeah, it was like this event where uh, apparently everyone got like their own battle buses or whatever, and you had to you like fought Galactus. Yeah, it just sounds insane. So uh, it's just like the level of crossover in Fortnite is now getting to the level of like Smash Bros. crossover. Yeah, this is the first time I think that I've really realized how sandboxy Fortnite is, and it's more than just its battle royale mode. Mm. But and that's... that made me respect. <laughs> that's the thing is they have these events and all this stuff but when it comes down to it 90 percent of the time when you're playing the game you're playing their shitty battle royale (laughs) i know and that's that's the big problem this is like i don't like the game i wish the game itself was fun for me because like a game where you have Kylo Ren and Wolverine and Doctor Doom and I don't know who and else soon is there. to be and, Kratos and yeah and and Mando all like like running around together like all right let's go fight people that's so cool you know it's uh, I wish I liked Fortnite because it's doing some really cool things. However, I just yeah. don't like playing the game. It's the same ex- exact sentiment as I wish I liked Xbox. <laughs> yeah so yeah. I, I just wanted to get that out there because it's kind of yeah. insane no yeah i fully agree i mean it's a free game jeff nothing's stopping <laughs> you from just downloading it just to be part of the event but i'd have to buy the skins and then i'd have to play fortnite and i'm not about that life you wouldn't, wait, oh, are, the, are all the, the like marvel characters skins that you have their skin money yeah well then fuck but it's that. still cool if you pick one or two uh, that you like yeah, and you're obviously. supporting a free game okay you know yeah obviously I thought as it was long like, as you don't buy it on iOS. <laughs> you can't. I thought it was like the um, the the Infinity War event where like if you found the Infinity Gauntlet, you became uh, uh, Thanos. Thanos. Uh, no, no, no. So These it's are like, all... oh, you find Kylo Ren's lightsaber and then you become Kylo Ren and you're like running around like. No, these are like cool. permanent skins. Uh, that well, that's dumb. The, the Thanos one was it's special. so cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm jealous of Fortnite. Oh well. Yeah. Um, let's let's uh let's keep on the superhero Avengers theme here. Marvel's Avengers uh, hasn't recouped its development cost yet. <laughs> Oof, and at this you. rate, I don't think it's going to. Yeah, because what what did they spend? Like, what was the total they spent on that game? Like, uh, it was a lot. Too much. A hundred million. And 
so was it yeah only 100 yeah so i'm reading a thing right here saying that it 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 took about 100 million to make and so far it's brought in about 67 million so they're like uh, they're just over half basically like between half and three quarters of the way to uh, re- to recouping that's not even profit. Yeah. The thing I'm seeing is that development plus marketing costs, it's the total cost of the game was closer to 170 to 190 million. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. But I'm seeing with marketing costs and they marketed oh. that game like crazy. Yeah. They did. That that probably like hiked up the price. <sighs> so yeah. Uh is this just... game doomed? Are we going to get that like Remember that leaked list of heroes and content? Do you think that's going to happen, or do you think they're going to pull the plug? I mean, I've been seeing a lot of news dep- about Kate Bishop recently. That, yeah, that's definitely coming out. That's the first one. They've been I working on that dep- since it came out. I, I think it ultimately depends on how much of they have ready already. Like, how much have they already put into developing that DLC? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Then it's, it's even more of a loss at that point. It's weird, because... You know, you have people like me who played it for maybe two or three hours and then dropped it entirely. Uh, but then you have people who are like maxing out characters, you know, multiple characters and playing like for hours every single day. And I'm like, how? How are you doing this? Yeah, uh, like r- remind me, like what was, like what 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 made this game bad? It's it's the it's... I, the the end game. I think it's like the the <laughs> after game. Everything I yeah. The single I read, player story was the best part of it. Yeah, it yeah. was like really good. And I, then after that, it's just not fun. Yeah, I heard it's good, but also not worth the full price. So like, wait for it to go on sale to play the main story. But then, yeah, yeah all of it's the like the the loot wasn't meaningful. There's no variety really anywhere. Like the enemy, there's only three. You have the entire Marvel fucking roster, and you have three villains. One of them being. Uh, Modok, who apparently in all of the fights against him is really, really buggy. Uh, <laughs> and then the other ones were Abomination and Taskmaster. Yeah. Taskmaster, uh. who we already saw done well in the Spider-Man game. Yeah, I heard you You just fight Taskmaster and Abomination over and over in the post-game. Like, that's yeah, all you and, do. Uh, and the locations apparently were all very, very same Like, you go down the yeah. same hallways all the time. And you fight the same Three basic robot heads. enemies, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's nothing interesting about it, apparently. Yeah, yeah, there are people who can't help themselves and grind several characters to max level. And they're just yeah, like, I don't enjoy this, level, it's just, I have to do it. The max level being, by the way, like 150. That's, yeah, it's insane. Um, so, yeah. My question stands, do you think it's gonna recoup its money? It doesn't sound like it, unless they can fix it. But it, I don't think it doesn't sound fixable. No, they'd have to redo everything. That would they'd cost have to them like even more money from the, from the like, ground up. I would assume that if 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 Square is because Crystal Dynamics did this one, right? Yeah. Um, they've already probably moved ninety percent of that team has probably moved on to their next project, either whether it's a new Tomb Raider or, or whatever. And it's you know it's a small team that that is just developing probably the dlc so i i would doubt that we might see all the dlc characters released but nothing nothing on on the lines of like so quality of life updates so here's the thing each dlc character is supposed to come with like a new big like chunk of game like new missions new enemies new bosses and stuff but so yeah, like, I, 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 I think the team is, is bigger than you think it is that's working on this dlc it's like a constant flow of big chunks I, 
I think it's smaller than you think it is. Really? Huh. Yeah. I just I don't know. Coming from someone who's played a lot of live service games, uh, I it's pretty um, like common knowledge that usually the support teams that are are building out the yearly content are are very their skeleton crews. Because they, there's no there's no heavy lifting to be done. It's all like most of the assets are built in. Uh, like the art art is probably there's probably a, like some artists still like maybe designing new characters, but uh, like all the assets for the game are built in. So it's just them taking the assets and building these uh, this content. Um, I mean, at, at least that's like I know currently in with Destiny two, like. Um, they're still releasing these expansions and and seasonal content, but uh, I want to say the the majority of the teams are either working on the next expansion already, uh, just after this last one came out, or I know they're work. They have like two other IPs they're starting to build now, and they have they're like a small. I mean, they're not super small, but I want to say they're like only a five hundred person studio. Hmm. So that's like a team of a hundred. Uh, is is working on uh, yeah 600 people. Um, a team of 100 is probably keeping the game afloat between QA development, uh, network like net netops people stuff like that. So it's probably smaller than you think it is. I wonder how Crystal Dynamics. So the thing is like with with like Papa Disney, uh, Mr. Mouse himself looking over this game, obviously be having the avengers which is arguably the biggest property in the world right now right up there with star wars these days at so. least for the last 10 years yeah it's like what do you think is that i don't know are they gonna pull the plug be like you failed you're not allowed to like do anything else stop no. i hope they pull the plug honestly. i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't i wouldn't think they would pull the plug i i think they probably signed a contract saying here's what you can use and for this amount of time and and once it's done it's done Mm. I I, ju- I think if this if this game was involved in the MCU, then I would I would say differently. But because it's, it's its own thing, I think they care less. They could care less if it fails because no one, you know, like yeah, it's not directly tied into anything. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's like no, no <laughs> one's gonna go. This, yeah, this isn't a Kingdom Hearts, and this adds to the canon in some fashion. You know. Yeah. Whew. Man, you could tell Disney got more and more uh, strict as. The Kingdom Hearts games went on with the in Kingdom Hearts oh, yeah. three when they oh, added yeah. Disney and or sorry Frozen and Tangled, those worlds were just the story of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> then like Sora just watched it happen. It yeah yeah they were they got very strict. Um, and then the other parts of Square Enix were like don't tie in our Final Fantasy characters with your Kingdom Hearts bullshit anymore. <laughs> there are no <laughs> Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts three. Um. Yeah. Anyways, this is a. Uh, it's sad. It yeah. sucks that this is how this game turned out. But oh well. They should have had Insomniac make it. <laughs> there are plenty of good games out there. So. Yeah. Like I said, I think after I played it for the first time, what it really makes me want is the Spider-Man style, like focused single hero 
games for each like, of these on, characters yeah do one on iron man do one on thor can you imagine a fucking thor game made by insomniac yeah it's uh it's called like, god, god of war to ragnarok <laughs> you know either of those things are true you know that motherfucker is gonna fight thor and steal mjolnir you know it's gonna happen oh. Yeah, you're oh, going to get to so wield cool. Mjolnir at some point in that game. Do you think Kratos would be worthy, though? Oh, absolutely. I don't think it... Hmm. I think that's how badass Kratos is. is that what he if over, Atreus he's like, is worthy? Oh. Boy. Oh, man, I can't wait for that game. Anyways, we're off on a tangent now. <laughs> um, all right, last piece of news. They announced a game <laughs> that I didn't know... I didn't think was ever gonna happen and i am so goddamn excited they announced a sequel to the world ends with you called <laughs> neo the world ends with you it's coming to nintendo switch and ps4 next year and i am so damn excited for this um the world ends with you uh one of my secret darling games on the ds it's a game that i champion a lot i tell people you gotta play this but also you have to play it on the ds because the the mobile and switch ports just don't really do it justice. Yeah, wasn't it like really designed with the dual and touch screens? <laughs> yeah, you're controlling two characters at the same time, one on the top screen with buttons and one on the bottom screen with a stylus, and it's it's so cool. And it works so well. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do. They're obviously going to have to switch up how the combat works in this game because you don't have two screens. Um mm -hmm. But it's, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I saw a lot of people commenting saying, oh, they're just stealing the Persona 5 look uh, because it is very like, you know, city in Japan. But I saw some great, uh, great comment that was just along the lines of, hey, the world's ends with you came out before Persona 5. And they're also <laughs> both based on a real place called Shibuya. So they can't steal something from each other if it's based on a real place. Um, so, yeah. Uh, to Very all true. those those people. Is that like, uh, I don't know how legitimate it was, but a while ago I saw a tweet that said uh, like someone spoiled the end of uh, NWA for me, or Straight Outta Compton. Oh, what, is that a movie? Yeah, it's a movie highlighting the lives of five uh, rap artists or something. At the end, uh, someone dies who died in real life, and someone was like, oh, you spoiled it. And it's like, it's life. <laughs> yeah, that actually happened, wasn't it? Is it Biggie? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, I am super excited for this game. Andrew made the suggestion that we push up. So after Resident Evil Four, we just automatically play The World Ends with You as our next game. Yeah. Uh, you mean so, just like play it next? I was saying just put it in the hat. Uh. Yeah, because there's only two other games in there. Either way, yeah. uh, one or the other. But we should definitely get you guys to yeah. play this before we don't know when in 2021 is coming out could be early could be late i'm i'm assuming I it's believe it's fall. summer did it say summer yeah it um, said summer summer 2021 yep all right yeah so we'll play that soon uh just so you guys can be ready for this and i i really hope you like it as much as i do i think this game is truly incredible um, and at the very like least fun. the anime adaptation is scheduled for april yes don't don't watch that until you play the game <laughs> because it's just the same thing so it's better, probably better to experience it in the game. Uh, yeah. Just a thought. Yeah, the Persona 5 anime is, is pretty good, but not the same. Um, cool. That's all I had for news. So why yeah. don't we take a break? And then when we come back, we're going we're gonna to go real hard on all the games we've been playing because there's a lot of them. Okay, quite a few. We will be back. 
We have returned from our break, and we are going to spend the rest of this episode talking about the games that we've played over the last two weeks. Um, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go one person at a time? Do we want to go one game at a time for like the big releases, and then everyone kind of chimes in about that game? Well, I can tell you one thing. I don't have any PS5 games to talk about. That is true. I did. So, all right, we'll start with you as a whole, then. What have you been playing, Adam? Well, I did buy a few things. I did. I bought Resident Evil 4. haven't Excellent. started playing it yet, so I don't have anything to say yet. We got one foot in the door. <laughs> I did download it. It was on sale on the Switch, so I got it there for a little bit cheaper. And I'm pretty sure I texted you guys about it, but I did manage to get Jedi Fallen Order for like 60% off. Yeah, let's go. It's also on Game Pass. You could have paid 10 bucks for it. Yeah, I didn't want the entire pass. Yeah, but. But, but you can do it for a month, download the game, and then cancel your subscription. Oh, I have learned something this yeah, day. Yeah, Game Pass is fucking And insane. then you own the game forever? As long as you don't delete it, I think you can just keep playing it. No, oh once God. Game Pass... Uh, that seems way too... Wait, once busted. it expires? You can just download, can yeah. just download every game okay. on Game Pass and then delete it. <laughs> yeah, okay. it seems a bit... No, uh, Derek, yeah. Derek is right there. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that's true. Because it's tied to your Xbox Live account. Uh, if your subscription goes up, then you yeah. lose access so, to the games. So what, that I, makes more sense. what I'm thinking of is, if as long as you still have Game Pass, if they, like, say I download a game, uh, like I just downloaded Doom Eternal, if they take it off Game Pass, as long as I'm still subscribed and have it downloaded, I will still have that game. Right, even, right. even though they remove it from the service. That's that's what I was thinking. So, sorry. My bad. Anyways, uh, you got Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a few hours in. I, I played a little bit of it. It cool. has made me realize I really need to go get a controller. Yeah. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. Because I, I'm, I tried to play it on keyboard. Do not play it on keyboard. I don't play Just any games on keyboard unless they're first-person shooters. I'm, yeah. I don't know why I have to keep preaching this to you clowns. I mean, How I tried. Do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I will probably be hunting for a controller soon, so I can play that the appropriate way. Do you have a a pro controller? I do not. Oh, I was gonna say you can use a. You can, I'm pretty sure Switch Pro controllers work. Oh, do they? Because yeah. they're Bluetooth. So oh. yeah, instead of like going out and buying a Xbox controller where you don't have an Xbox, buy like a. I think pretty sure you can buy a Pro controller because they're USB C as well, so you could just plug them in via yeah. USB C. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, that's something to look into. See, so, yeah, I got. I'm. I'm getting the hang of it. With it's not horrible with a mouse and keypad, uh, mouse and keyboard but it's not great yeah but i'm a few few hours in i want my dathomir which is a really yes. cool planet. Uh, there you go so you also went my to guess, dathomir first yeah my yeah, guess I went is to dathomir first. you're not supposed to be there <laughs> probably not no however there's a you cool get rewarded for going there if you go there oh this will be explore fun explore a little bit however uh, derek are you eating like... chips derek <laughs> I thought my microphone was far enough away from my face. I guess I didn't know far enough. It is not far enough away. <laughs> Stop bunching. I don't care. Derek's got to eat. Not right now. He doesn't. Sorry. Continue. But, uh, but Jeff, yeah, all your all of your ravings about that game were completely true. It is so much fun. Yeah, I'm just loving everything it's doing. It's got even the music. It's just classic Star Wars, and it's just just a good feeling to be playing it. Mm, I agree. I'm glad you're liking it. Oh, yeah, and I. Oops, sorry, you go. Are, are you guys all caught up on Mandalorian? Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I am. This is the way. Before I knew it was Adam's birthday, uh, my favorite thing was going to be Grogu. 
Oh, <laughs> Grogu. I love Grogu. Well, there's there's a lot of speculations that uh, Cal Kestis. I have heard that. Yeah, no they, they think way. like that could be. So yeah, I've heard rumors. Quick tangent about, uh, and also sorry, spoilers for Mandalorian if you haven't seen the newest episode. That the Jedi that uh, they're alluding to, or like they're like, oh, some other Jedi will come. There's rumors that it could be Cal or like Luke. I've seen rumors that uh, the guy that plays Winter Soldier. It's going to be cast as Luke. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean uh, that Sebastian guy? Stan. Yeah. yeah. Sebastian Stan, yeah. I could see it. Yeah. I would love it. Anyways. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Cool. I'm glad you're liking that. Any other yeah. games? Uh, trying to catch up on the backlog from the last Steam sale. So, I'm trying to finish up Bioshock right now. Okay. And I've made a decent amount of progress on that game. Bioshock, Maybe... you mean that game that's in our hat? Wait, Bioshock's in the hat? Not in. It's in the hat hat. Oh. Oh, I didn't know it was in there. There's too well, many things. Well, in here's the, the thing. Hat. By the time we get to it, he'll be done and ready That's to talk true. about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's See, next level. In your favor, Andrew. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I've been wanting to play it for a while anyway, so I'm, I'm nearing the true. end of it. So I'll be moving on to number two after that. Go Bioshock 2. Cool. Nice. Uh, aside from that, like I am playing Clash with you guys this weekend, so getting ready for that. Yep, tentatively. Tentatively, if we can find someone else. We need to find a fifth teammate. Hey, I'm sure anyone listening would like to play Clash with us on <laughs> Saturday. Uh, I'm sure we'll find someone. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's just been you know some stuff on the Switch here and there, but nothing much for me. Still that busy section for me, but I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys are thinking about the PS5. All and right. all the things you've been playing. Sweet. Um, all right. Is there any... Andrew and Derek, have you guys been playing anything that isn't hasn't been released in the last two weeks? Uh, yes. Okay, what do you got? I played a game of Call of Duty Warzone to try it out. And? Because it came out this year. After I played that game, I uninstalled Call of Duty from my PlayStation. <laughs> Oof. Didn't like it. It made me realize I hate battle royales. At least playing them by myself. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why I play. I am. I. I'm like. I don't. I'm like. I don't enjoy any of this. So I just deleted it. Like, it being <laughs> nice. on my home screen was was incentivizing me to play it. So I needed that to not happen so that I would play other games. Mm. That's fair. It's yep. just. Uh, yeah. It's just. I'm not good at multiplayer and will never really enjoy it. Uh, zombies is not the same, and I do not play battle royales solo, especially one that I do not know anything about. Yeah, I mean, when I had played it, my notes on it were, yeah, Call of Duty, it feels good, but it's like I'm only going to play this so much because I only have so much time in my life, and playing Call of Duty battle royale is not at the top of that list. Yep. All right. And then the other game I played that didn't release in the last two weeks was Maneater, uh, otherwise uh, known as the Shark Game. Yeah. Uh, and it's fine. <laughs> no. it's, it, it's it's a, fine. I'm pretty sure that it only exists for the novelty of being the Shark Game. Yeah, I kind of got yeah, that vibe LA. when they announced it at last year's Game Awards. Yeah, you know, it's it's like there's they try and li- like replicate the feel of being a shark i guess in ways that make it so clunky to actually control because 
it's like the main you have like a dash button but you can also like kind of dip bob like in and out of the surface of the water to move quickly but the camera does not work that way at all so like you're constantly being forced to like look in the wrong direction you're either looking like way too far up or down and it's uh and the combat doesn't really save it you know hmm. sounds like so, a great uh, game so is it the game the best game with a shark in it this year no. <laughs> What's the best game? What is the best game with a shark in it this year? Well, the only ones that I have been able to find so far and confirm that there are in fact sharks in those games are Crash 4, Maneater, and Animal Crossing. And I think we all know which one is my favorite out of those. So we have to determine if it's <laughs> the best game that has a shark in it or if the category is the best shark in a game or the best use of a shark in a game. So The way it is currently written in the in our doc is just best game with a shark in it <laughs> we may have to rework we, that we'll, when we'll the time discuss comes. it so there's, be there's a next week discussion there's some wild technicalities <laughs> in that question yeah all right um other than that nothing else i have played has been released Derek, outside of the last two weeks anything outside of the new stuff um i played some of the new season of apex ah Legends. cool 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 yeah, how's that going for you? Speaking of battle uh, royals, it, I still enjoy it. I guess like I'm, like, it's still my favorite battle royale game. I think, um, and I like the new map, and uh, I I've only played it like a few t- a few rounds, so I'm not very fu- like familiar with the map. And I got down. It was me and one other guy. Try, like in the final two circles trying to like fight each other and i was like hiding in a building and then he was like above me in like an open area and i was like popping out of the building and popping in and then the circle started closing and it closed me into the building and i couldn't get out so i just died from the circle in the Aww. end <laughs> yeah, it was pretty lame like oh, I was what just, a way to go yeah Especially because, like, both my teammates were spectating me, like, hoping I could pull through, and I just, like, I don't know the map, and I fucked up. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But I I did get... I did unlock the new uh, legend, and she's pretty cool. I don't know what really her utility is. She's just, like... She has, like... She can throw a gravity jumper, like, from Halo, and you just, like, like jump a, in the a, air. Like a grav lift? Yeah, like a grav lift. Isn't and that very similar to Octane's trampoline thing? Kind of, but you don't. I don't. It it it's only up. It's not forward momentum. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a little different, and it like lifts like everything. It, it's like you could like throw it at someone, and it'll just like throw them in the air. So it has a little bit more like tactical, like more usage. Okay. And then she has like a thing that's a black hole uh, that sucks people in, like sucks people towards her black hole, which is kind of cool, but. I don't know. I'm not like good enough at the, at the game to like really understand team synergy because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't play it. I don't like play it as much as I used to. So like, I only play ranked because I don't want to deal with uh, filthy casuals. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. Or no, I don't want to deal with like just like dying from people who are like thousands and thousands of hours in this game. So I just play ranked, where like people can have thousands of hours, but they're still bad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's fun. I like it. Nice. Um, I'll probably play. I download it on my PS5, so I'll probably play it here and there and check out when they finally come out with the PS5 version. Uh, what it looks like. Sweet. Uh, is that it? Yeah, that's, that's it for non. 
All right. I got one. I popped back into Persona 5 on the PS5. Let's go. I think about that game a lot, and I, I'm starting to think it's crept into my top 10 and can go higher as I play it more. I, Let's go. I, I'm going to take... Obviously, I'm not going to play right now. There's too many games to play for Game of the Year discussions, but I think once that's all behind me, I'm going to go hard in Persona 5. I'm excited to get back to it. I'm, that game's amazing. Remind me how many palaces you are into the game. I have done three. The last one I did was the bank. Wow. Is that a lot or a little? That's like half or less. Okay. Yeah, I still got a good amount to go. So, yeah, you haven't even seen the best of that game yet. So I'll never see it coming. Should Wrong. I just get Royal or yes. should I download the free one? So I was, I was thinking about this. I was like, you can play five for free, but from everything that i've seen royal it's worth it to buy royal yeah, over playing just, five for free i mean playing the playing the free playing original five first will allow you to truly appreciate the changes that they made in royal but, but just playing royal out the gate is the best way to spend your 100 plus hours yeah, yeah i think uh, because <laughs> the game is so long it's worth it to to buy the better version the, the definitive edition yeah royal and, makes so many like good fundamental changes to the game and i think you okay. should definitely play this i know i was like on the fence about recommending it for you but i can't stop thinking about this game all the time i listen to the soundtrack all the time now it's, yeah i think I'll, I'll definitely get it sweet hell yeah all right let's... i'm glad i've infected you guys <laughs> with this. let's go let's go down the list of games uh that have come out in the last couple weeks let's start with spider-man andrew when we last spoke i think you had platinumed it correct i, I since have platinumed it and i yeah it's definitely better than the original it's just a tighter better package i don't have too much more to say on it um yeah but derek i'm assuming you finally got a chance to play it so what do you think of spider-man miles morales i have not played it you son wow. of a bitch uh <laughs> i haven't finished so it's Spider-Man, the original, is what I'm, like, currently about to start playing. Okay. Uh, and I want to play through that before I play Miles Morales. That like, is so I, understandable as long as, as long as that happens within the next 27 days. Yes, it will happen within the next 27 days. Gotcha. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, I guess we will just move on then to Bug Snacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bug Snacks. I have beaten Bug Snacks. Andrew, you platinumed? Platinumed bug snacks. You platinumed it? Yeah. Der oh, I mean, Derek, geez, dude. Derek, have you beaten it? I have beaten it. Okay. Yes. What did we all think of bug snacks? I fucking love bug snacks. <laughs> Wait, just the amount you guys have been texting about it lets me know that you guys loved this game. <laughs> I did not love it. No. Really? I, I'm closer to Derek of it. It was fine for me. It was a game. Yeah. Uh, all right. I want to let Andrew go first. I want to hear everything that he loves about it. And then okay. I'll let... So... Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I just feel like if I was going to make a video game, this would have been it. Like, <laughs> it, it combines, I think... I, I think I've said this before, but I think it combines elements of pokemon snap and pikmin in really creative and fun ways and all of the bug snacks themselves are really charming and cool and just bunger, bunger, all bunger, of bunger. the humor 
and naming conventions are like literally my exact niche set of humor that I was convinced that only myself and my roommate Jordan like had like i thought we were the only two people on the planet that thought that shit was funny and they made a video game about it (laughs) so that already is like hilarious i think uh, i would like to revise my statement from two weeks prior and say that my new favorite bug snack is the waff stack iraq wait it's not dr soda dr sodi is up there but i cannot express how much joy it gives me to say waff stack iraq yeah well, how do you spell that i need to look at what this thing is uh w-a-f-f-s-t-a-k-a-r-a-c-k i think something like that it's uh <laughs> yeah i love it uh i will admit that as you play the game more the bug snack designs get a little bit more stale because they're kind of just reskins of the same bug snacks like you have yeah straight up straight up different colored ones like different versions of of ones like the bunger has a barbecue bunger right and like bunger, the, bunger, bunger. the there's a, a potato one that like calls a spuddy and then there's a loaded spuddy it's like so yeah. in that regard uh, after you get to the like the fourth fifth sixth areas of the game it kind of falls flat a little bit but at that point i was invested enough with the characters to like it more in that regard i love watching the bugsnacks kind of interact and a lot of them act as foils for one another uh and watching the watching you grow this town uh and seeing it develop was just it was just really charming really neat i love everything about it the and a lot of people i think uh have been talking about like which games use the haptic feedback the best and I think that while th- this game doesn't necessarily like excel in it, it's so like subtly good. See, I didn't notice you know? it at all in this game. Yeah, but I, like I, it's it's one of those things. Like you were saying the last time we talked about it, uh, that it's like you don't really notice, but as soon as you think about it, it's like oh my god, hmm. like it's and it was just like with all the footsteps, you know, like anytime you stepped on the ground, it it rumbled in a way that like made sense and it was awesome. And once I noticed it, I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is so cool. Uh, and then, yeah, I thought the, the legendary Bucks next fights were the coolest part of this game, though, and I want more of it. Interesting. So I didn't do those, and, and like, see, I'm that's wondering the thing. They're if so, I should they're go so back cool. and do them. They're, so, they're the, easily the most creative use of your, of your tools in the entire yeah. game. And the snacks themselves are really cool. They like they like change. It's kind of like um, like some of the boss fights in Ori compared to the the boss fights in Ori One. Um, it's that that actually the landscapes change and are used dynamically in a way that the rest of the game isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's there's entire areas of of some of the uh, the larger biomes that uh, are used for these boss fights. And uh, and you probably wouldn't like wouldn't have thought about it otherwise. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but it's but yeah, they're really cool. Derek, what did you think overall? Uh, I was I was pretty charmed by it. I think at first, uh, once I got to probably like the fifth area, uh, and I think that's when Bug Snacks started to like repeat over and over. Yeah. Uh, I started getting a little less like 
caring about catching the Budsk snacks and started just like, all right, I just want to get all the people back and I'll do their quests. Um, and then I got all the people back and I was like, all right, I'll start doing the side quests. Um, and I thought, so I, I like initiated the final part thinking that it wasn't the end of the game. Oh, <laughs> uh, the part uh, where it says, "Hey, after this moment, you won't have any time to catch any more bug snacks." So I, I thought it was just like, "Hey, like we're gonna take away your tools for a little bit, and the game wasn't gonna end." Uh, hmm. Like interesting, interesting I, thought. <laughs> I, I guess my, for my 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 I guess my thoughts were, "Oh, like the, I'm gonna play the end of the game, and then I'm just gonna be able to keep playing." I didn't think the game was physically going to end. <laughs> Yeah. Because I didn't see the story going in that direction. I don't think anybody saw it going in that direction. <laughs> yeah, it definitely gets we wanna, really weird. Do we want to like full spoiler it right now? I don't think so. Maybe we'll we will eventually in game of the year discussion. I'm sure, but it's still pretty close to the release. It's kind of nuts. Not, it's not even a month out yet. So I would say let's I'll, still give it some time. I'll just say that I love I loved how outlandish and like <sighs> weirdly dark it was. I, yeah, I really. Weird. Damn it! I want to talk about it because I want to know. I guess I'll just have to wait to like. I want to know what happened for you guys. And, uh, and I got I got the good ending. Yeah, Andrew and I talked about it at work, and we both had the same thing. And it seems like it's pretty easy to get the good ending. Like it, oh, the game wants you to get the good. Uh, ending. Yeah, Man, like so it didn't. Like I was failing like actively. I could not figure out some of the sections at the end, uh, and. Like, it almost seemed like the game was auto-winning for me. So I didn't get the good ending. Oh, shit. Interesting. Okay. I'm very yeah. curious. We'll talk about that later. I'm very curious did, to see. So did you guys turn anybody fully? Andrew yeah, turned everybody. everybody fully. Well, let's turn everybody. Huh. Okay. So I think that's... maybe my, my mindset of going into the game planning to platinum it might have changed my experience a little bit because mm -hmm. I was like as I was going through the game, fully invested in its mechanics, trying to catch kind of all the bug snacks I could before moving on and right, changing right. all of my villagers as soon as possible and having them, <laughs> trust me, look, watching them in cutscenes all decked out with their fucking bug snack bodies is hilarious. It, it is. It is that great. Is, yeah. Yeah. I, I only did the one I, I transferred. What's her face into Befica. a hot dog, Befica into a hot dog. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm satisfied with that. And I also kind That's of was, I was like, too. I wanted to see if anything would happen with that. And I guess it's disappointing to hear that that wasn't the reason I got the bad ending and that it just came down to your, per like, your performance in that last section. Yeah, I guess yeah. I did one thing different, like one thing worse maybe yeah. in even then i don't even think I, I didn't think i did i thought i did every section perfectly so uh but man uh I, yeah we'll talk about it after because when when things happened in that final section it was like what i did not expect it yeah um i'm kind of similar to you overall derek where i i it didn't take me long to stop caring about the bug snacks themselves and catching them i was only invested because of the grumpuses and i wanted to i wanted to get all of the grumpuses back into town i wanted to talk to them all i wanted to interview them all like the yeah, grumpuses yeah. carried this game their characters are so fun and interesting um 
So I wanted to see the story yeah. through for them, but like I felt <sighs> like all catching a lot of the bug snacks, like solving the problems felt really obtuse and I don't know, just like it didn't feel like smart puzzle solving to me. Yeah, yes, no, yeah, I'll definitely I, give you that. The cuz I noticed after a while like like certain tools will get used maybe once and then never again like the buggy ball like i used that thing like a couple of times and then the only other time i was using it was in conjunction with the trip shot mm. i felt like a lot of the time it was kind of like a fake it till you make it thing where it's just like you you're basically cheesing it every time you're like yeah you just so happened to luckily catch it as opposed to like solving a puzzle <laughs> yeah there were certain bug snacks that like i was run i was like walking to an area and i like turned my camera around and saw the timer going down for a bug snack and i was like oh and then i ran over and got it and it was like one i hadn't gotten before and didn't know how to get and i was like okay yeah that happened to me a lot so once that started to kind of become the theme i lost all interest in actually actively trying to catch the bug snacks and then i just kind of went straight through with the story just to see how it played out um yeah but yeah overall pretty average on the game but I'm glad to hear that you loved it so much, Andrew. Because oh, yeah. it's like I I, I appreciate I someone it. loving it to that level. Because like like the charm and the humor and the characters are all fantastic in it, and it's yeah, worth playing yeah. just for that. They did a great job with that. The writing's pretty great. I love mm. how like rife it is with pop culture and meme references too. <laughs> like I don't know. I think it might have been part of a side quest because there's one. There's a chain of side quests with um shit what's his name the guy who yuri lowenthal plays um chandler yes chandler chandler Chandler. there's a side quest chain with chandler uh where he wants you to get i think um like cinnamon buns for his arms or something yeah and then he and then at the end he goes you might not like it but this is what peak physical performance looks like which is like (laughs) a real meme yeah And um, I, when that happened, I was like, "That's hilarious!" And Wiggle had a couple like like musical references in her quest lines. One of them was just called Green Day. Like, it was <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely a great game. Uh, all right, let's talk about Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Who has played this? Me. I'm raising my hand, but that doesn't I, work in an audio. I, I didn't get around to that one. Adam, are you eventually going to get it or no? I don't know. I think I might just look at it for story purposes, but I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I, I already know that there's some freaky timeline stuff going on with this one. Yeah. So thank, Derek, so thank you, Nintendo. Derek, did you pick this up? No, not yet. Are you going to? Yeah, I think I'm going to. Okay. Um, right. I, I've beaten it. Andrew, have you beaten it yet? I have not yet beaten it. I know you're am, trying to like 100% am, it, basically. Yeah, I'm basically going through and doing every possible side mission. Um, so I have, I have mixed feelings about this game. I have, I I have a bunch of notes here. Uh, first off it's playing this game on the switch after playing games on the PlayStation. It's (laughs) a lot of dropped frames. Uh, The load times are painful. It's like in between each missions, uh, the load times are like almost a minute. It's just, you don't appreciate how good you got it until you have to go back to how it was. And man, yep. it's it was rough. Uh, one of my notes that I wrote down here is, I find myself hesitant to pick the game up. But once I do, I don't want to put it down. It's just, it's got very addicting gameplay. And it's like very yeah. much like simple monkey brain, like just fulfills the simplest needs of like smashing buttons and seeing cool shit happen. 
Um, yep. So that was interesting. Uh, it looks really nice. The music is awesome. It's got some of my favorite music that I think I've heard in the in the Zelda universe because it's like it's got that Breath of the Wild. You know how Breath of the Wild is relatively empty on music, and it did a it was cool that it worked that way. But like now that this is a live thriving world, there's always music going on. So it's kind of like what would happen if Breath of the Wild was filled with really cool epic music, and that's what this is. So I think that they did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> well, so I don't want to get too much into story stuff, but it does some shit. Uh, uh, I am like very, very much anticipating getting to it. Cause I think I'm getting pretty close. Yeah. It, it makes some decisions that make me question the, their choices. Uh, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to ruin it. If you plan on playing it, Derek, and to ruin what happens for you, Andrew. But yeah, eventually we will talk about what happens in this game in in depth. Um, oh yes. So, so it has implications on on the 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 sequel, likely. You think? I'm not. We will sure. talk about it. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not All sure. Right. But yeah, we we'll talk about it eventually when you play it. Uh, one of my last notes is I don't know. I don't know if I would have played it if it wasn't Breath of the Wild, and I yeah, definitely yeah. wouldn't have. Stu- if I did play it, I definitely wouldn't have stuck with it if it wasn't Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, because I I fell off of the original Hyrule Warriors. I was like, this is fun, but it's just like it's it's one of those games. It's a Musa game, you know. It's mm-hmm. there's not a ton going on there. It's just like like I said, it's yeah. it's just triggering that that part of your brain that gets you really excited to just mash a button and see cool things happen. Um, but there's a lot, there's a big variety of characters. You get to play as a lot of characters you wouldn't expect to see. And that's really fun. Um, I ended up sticking my main three were the first three characters that you get, uh, which seems to be a big consensus on the internet that they're three of the best characters in the game. Really? Yeah. I've seen a couple uh... Hyrule Warriors tier lists and like they link Zelda and Impa are usually all in the top four. My favorite is Mifa. Mifa is the other one that's usually in the top four. Mifa's my girl. Yeah, I love uh, Mifa was also like my my fourth favorite. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I also like Hess too, baby. Why Why would you spoil that he's a character? <laughs> Come on, I mean, man. Is it really a spoiler? It's fucking yeah. Like, it's Hyrule Warriors. That's what they do. I mean, if you didn't know that he was in the game and then you get to that point, that's a big cool reveal. It was for me. I wasn't expecting really? it. Really? I when I went really See, I fully you, expected has to But be you played all of the first Hyrule Warriors, so you know how like crazy they get with like what characters. I they thought play. it was I thought it was well known. Mm-mm. I assumed it was just gonna be like the champions and Link, Impa, and Zelda. Oh no. See so. the thing I the thing I knew going into the into this knowing it's a Muso game is that it's going to pull fucking weird ass characters from out of your butt. And like let you play as them. Like I fully before I like kind of saw what they were doing with the combat in this game because one of the big things in the original Hyrule Warriors is the multitude of different weapons that there are across the characters, and so those incorporate different playstyles into those characters individually. Uh, but in this game, there's you don't really have that. You kind of have like Link has swords and spears, which are different, but like not drastically. Like in the original Hyrule Warriors, you can play as Ganondorf and you can play as him with a sword or you can play as him as a mage, uh, which is like 
a fucking amazing power fantasy I've always wanted to have as a as a as a Zelda fan. Hmm. That that is where this game succeeds. It's definitely a power fantasy. It's cool to be like Link at the height of his power and yeah, all the it's champions. It's cool to play as the burdens. champions. Yeah, um, uh, controlling so, the divine beast isn't super fun. In I my fucking opinion. hate it. It's yeah, it's the worst part. I'm like cool i get it it's the novelty of being able to actually pilot them but also get it out of this game <laughs> yeah it, it's it not fun <laughs> it's slow the aiming controls don't work especially when your joy con randomly decides to drift <laughs> and then Oof. fix itself halfway through the battle like i don't <laughs> understand but like i expected this game to do st- do things with weapons and like have like motorcycle link as a weapon and have like uh like maybe Link is on horseback as a weapon because that's an actual weapon in Hyrule Warriors One. It's just labeled horse. Like, <laughs> so that's what I—that's kind of what I thought this game was gonna do. But it focused a lot more on the story, which I also appreciate. Yeah. Derek, um, I wouldn't fault you if you kind of went the Adam route and decided not to buy this game and just kind of watch all the cutscenes and stuff online. Yeah, the story is really the only thing I think keeping it together. It like, makes I, a little I personally bit just want to hold out like, for the sequel. Yeah, I think it makes a little bit of refinement for the game mechanics themselves because the way that the upgrades worked in the first game is everybody kind of had a tree uh, and it's the same thing where you need a certain amount of specific materials to upgrade them uh, but it was really unclear on what those materials were or how to get them uh, whereas in this game it's very clear because it's all, it's all gated by story progression so after you beat a certain story mission a bunch of side missions will pop up and they're not missions per se but they're just indicators on your map and you click on them and if you have the materials you can say like you know check this box and then it'll give one of your characters an extra combo move or an extra special bar or an extra couple of hearts or something uh and in that way i think it's a lot more streamlined um Mm. so it's cool i will say that map gets way too filled with icons really quickly it gets Mm -hmm. overwhelming with how yeah, many goddamn icons are on that map. That's really it's the, the same map as Breath of the Wild, too. About it. So just imagine the Breath of the Wild map, which didn't have icons, which is a very cool aspect of that game, and just fucking loaded up with icons. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. Uh, put some thought into it. I can talk to you more about it if you want, Derek, to help you make that decision if you want to get it or not. But um, um, I think I think I'll just get it just to <clears throat> just to see how crappy or weird it goes with the story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does, that's the most interesting part about it. Yeah, I mean, if the if you're only in it for the story, then I probably would just recommend getting just watching the story on the internet because I personally prefer the original Hyrule Warriors from a gameplay perspective. I I mean, I I know I'll probably enjoy the gameplay. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, once I was playing it, I was enjoying myself in yeah. like a very mindless sense. But uh, so it is yeah. fun for that manner, and it is and a like, power fantasy for sure. And it does, in a way, like, it makes me interested to know what other Musou games are like. Like, I really want to play Fire Emblem Warriors uh, because, like, just seeing the minute differences between the original Hyrule Warriors and this, like, makes me more interested to see what they can do with the minutiae of the Musou mechanics in other Mm -hmm. games and, like, how they are different. So maybe I'll pick up Fire Emblem Warriors. I also kind of... It also makes me want to see, like other franchises in Musou games and to like see how they would play out too. Hmm. Like it's just, I think it's a very interesting uh, genre to explore franchises with because it's kind of like a no limits scenario 
where you can say like what if you play as all of the characters from this game and what if we give them all these different like weapons and costumes and what if we make the story balls to the wall nonsensical and shit like that you know mm-hmm. cool uh let's move on derek give me an update on assassin's creed valhalla uh yeah i mean i've just been kind of trucking away at it that's it um, that's your update what's my update uh yeah i don't like i am enjoying it um i think so far the little things i am really enjoying are and i think i mentioned this last time there's no like the, the it's not the map isn't filled with like question marks to like go discover it just kind of mm-hmm. like the the icons show what's going to be there so that helps um i like the the combat has been pretty good uh i like the weapon upgrading system now uh, i'm starting to like <clears throat> get my power up so i'm getting more skill points and um like my build is starting to take shape um i i think i want to go for like this like berserker kind of build for when i'm like in combat and uh so if like you know i fail my stealth and and can't assassinate everybody i just can go berserk and just pound everybody to death so there's a there's a skill that gives you lets you dual wield two-hand weapons oh i Uh, I saw that on the skill tree yeah so i'm working my way towards that and then i think on your path to that is like a berserk skill or or something that uh i think like literally allows you kind of become like a berserker kind of kind of build so i'm interested to see how that will play out uh especially because i'm still like pretty early in the game so which uh, is how how many hours i'm pretty sure i'm like 10 hours in. that's early maybe, maybe more yeah Jeez. i technically so i think i am i am power 55 or 58 or something like that and the first two zones that you kind of have access to are power 20 Huh. And I am still in the second of those two zones. Jeez. Yeah. So it uh, uh, overpowered you, much. Yeah. If you like just do stuff, you get so much XP that like you quickly get over that hump. So so there's no like actual levels. It's more of like a of a service game power level kind of deal, like it is in Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Yes, but. Yeah, and but your level doesn't matter in combat. Okay. It only matters. It, I guess it, it matters in the way that like uh, how much hits you take, but it doesn't matter in the amount of damage you deal. Yeah, that's all has to do with your equipment. Right. So that 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 part I'm liking because it doesn't trivialize. It, it hasn't trivialized the combat. Um. It, but like, there's obviously some things I can't do yet because my power isn't high enough. Because like, people can kill you in one hit. Um, like there's these uh, people that roam the map, just like the previous two games, and I accidentally ran into one, and they were power a hundred something, I think, like that, and he just one shot me, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> the assassin aspect of the game is definitely better in this game than so far, at least, than the previous two. Um, I feel like I can actually like go into places and do stealthy things and then like leave whereas in the previous games it didn't feel like there was anything in place 
um, one of the things that they do, or at least that, that I've encountered, is um, there's there's not just like places where you can run around and then restricted areas where you're not supposed to be. There's also like distrust areas, which I think are is like a concept from the earlier games where like they're not gonna like if you like are just walking around with your hood up they you might not be like immediately identified and like attacked but like they're like people they're gonna like look at you and be like uh this guy's a little sketchy and then there's like hiding spots and stuff which is like okay this is kind of fun um but then at the same time there doesn't seem to be any real reason to use the hiding spots yet um because like you're never i don't know you've ever really need to run away from stuff you can kind of just all right i'll just fight my way out so I'm, I'm curious to see if that changes uh the farther you get into the game um because that's the part i think i i liked about assassin's creed is like getting caught was detrimental you didn't want to get seen because then you had to fight and fighting your way out was very difficult and this it's like oh, okay i guess i'll fight my way out of this one um I saw that you have been playing it, Jeff. I most certainly have. Andrew, it sounds like you haven't touched it at all. I have not touched it, no. Okay. I am fully committing to playing it after I have beaten every other one. That is right. So I'll see you in three years. That's <laughs> not a bad plan, because I don't think this is a uh, game of the year. Uh, yeah, I've heard that it uh, it is definitely fun, and a lot of people are really, really enjoying it. But it's like, but at, like at the end of the day, they're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like it, I've heard that it definitely, while is a good game, has no right to call itself an Assassin's Creed game. Still, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like even with the improvements. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I plan on I plan on waiting until I've beaten the rest of the games. Cool. Um, all right, I am a little over six hours into this game. I'm still in the first area. I, okay. <laughs> my my stupid brain makes it so that uh, I have to go get everything on the map before I move on to do the next thing. I am not I... hot on this game. <laughs> uh, so I think over the last three to five years, the bar has been set very, very high for this style of game, for like big open world games. And I feel like this game is not getting over that bar and it's not getting close to that bar. Uh, so far... I've run into first off I think it's it feels very unpolished. Uh there are a lot of a ton of glitches that I've been yeah, running into. Yeah. I have fallen through floors. I've had a staircase that I just haven't been able to walk up. It's just like I like uh I Avor will just like continuously like he's doing his walking animation and then like glitching and then staying in the same spot. So I have to like mm-hmm. go down the stairs and climb up around them. I've had it so that I I jumped into a pool of water and got like wedged underneath an icicle and couldn't move. And I was just stuck in the freezing water. And so like, I've run into a lot of small things like that. And it just feels like they've thought about the grand scheme of the game so much that it's like the little, they didn't think about the little things and like the little things that make a game like this feel good just aren't there. Uh, I feel like, sorry, what were you going to say? I say I'm curious to see if your opinion changes as you get to the like main po- point of the game and get past the prologue. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> a, like I can't I can't assassinate people yet because I'm not far enough in the story, which is annoying. But like I guess that is what it is. Um, 
it's just like I feel like the AI is so dumb. Like there will be two guys standing next to each other. I will shoot one of them with an arrow. The other one will turn, look, and then just go back to whatever it is he was doing. There's no alarm raised. That guy doesn't start looking for someone. Like, no one gives a shit. So I can just go through a camp and just pick people off with arrows with no issues whatsoever. And there's no conflict. I, so I think I think that's just... I'm wondering... I'm thinking that's just a, uh, like, piece of the tutorial. Because it's supposed to be the beginning of the game. It's supposed to be the tutorial area. You don't really have any, like, tools for doing anything. Like you said, you don't have... You can't assassinate yet. Yeah. Um... Because I want to say it now, like at the point where I'm at, like if you do that, like someone notices and they either like tr- start looking for you or uh, like people will like try to go. Like there might not be alarms in those settlements. Okay. Like they don't add that. You know, it's supposed to, like they definitely do that in these games where like the AI can get smarter as the game goes on. The, the AI gets more difficult because. Uh, like the whole thing usually in the games is the the idea of an assassin kind of tormenting the land becomes a like oh everyone starts to know hey like we gotta so we gotta prepare for it kind of thing at least that's ha- what I've seen in the other games um, okay. and some of uh, the Ubisoft open world style games definitely like Far Cry does that where the the like stuff is very simple in the beginning and then as you go on it gets more complex. Hmm. Okay, um, I I hope that is the case, honestly, because like so yeah. far, it's overall it just felt like boring to me. When being in the boat is insanely boring, you just set a waypoint, and then you just sit in the boat for a couple minutes while while you get rowed there. It's it's so boring. It's like I like to th- I thought about Wind Waker. I was like, at least in the Wind Waker boat, I could like collect rupees or, or something change the direction of the wind do something in the, in this it's like i and get in the, the great, boat and the great sea song <laughs> it's like uh, I, I get in the boat i say okay i want to go here and then i wait it's like why not might as well have a loading screen and then the same thing goes for it's hard not to compare this to breath of the wild but like in breath of the wild the climbing mechanic it's like climbing climb anything go anywhere became like the staple for video games. You know, it became the future of yeah. open world games and they do that here. But in breath of the wild, climbing a mountain was, it was a challenge. It was a puzzle. Sometimes it was weather dependent and sometimes it's like, okay, I need to be smart about how I use my stamina and like where I climb this. Whereas in this right, game, right. it's like, okay, there's a synchronization point at the top of this mountain. I'm going to walk up to the side of it, hold up on my controller for two minutes straight and just wait for him to get to the top. There's no thought into it. He can climb over anything. There's no stamina bar. It's just I just have to wait for him to get there. And there's nothing interesting about it. Yeah. So this definitely seems like it is a a negative uh, or a, like a, a good um, um, critic criticism of how they set up the beginning of the game. I think they give you too much too early, and but it's like like you're saying like you can literally go almost anywhere in that beginning area and it's huge that, and that's uh, what i've been doing i've been trying to get all of the mysteries i've been trying to get all of the the wealths that are there. yeah it's like but, and i think i'm one away from completing each of them the the gameplay is so simplistic in that beginning area and the design like the level the world design like the the zone design is very simplistic that it's boring okay um, so you're it, saying it that this isn't the whole game 
it gets better than yeah, this. Yeah, like, g- going on your boat gets a little more exciting in, in I think, when you get further down, because you might be sailing up and, oh, there's there's a raid you can do I have, right here. I have done that a couple times already. I guess it's just, there's more, there's more stuff in like closer areas because instead of like in 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 the beginning part you just like sail out into like the ocean yeah and and then like sail around the tip or whatever but uh it's all riverways in um once you get to england so everything's it's not like you're like oh i just got to sail out to the middle of the ocean for five minutes so i can get to the next island or whatever like it was an odyssey and stuff like that it's like oh i just got to sail down this this river path real quick and oh there's a mystery right here let me park the boat go get through the, like I, i've been finding that is a little more is at least a little better in the uh in the main part of the okay. campaign or, cool. or whatever am i am i close um, to getting to london from where i am like how soon after what what if like what what's your next story i just quest? talked to some chick about something i've gone i found almost every single mystery and thing there i don't know if there's more to uncover you just went up the mountain to talk to that lady i don't i haven't gone up a mountain i just pulled up the boat on some shore and there was a lady there oh okay yeah so i think um after you um you'll like do basically a raid to to basically go after the guy that killed your your father okay uh, and then that like it's the mission after that there's like a king's moot a king's is that what it's called king's moot i think it's pronounced think moat. It's king's moat <laughs> yeah there's like basically there's that and you basically go up to the next area and then you leave okay cool so it's not too far off and especially no. like if i've already done everything in the yeah. map then it's just like all i have left to do is this story stuff so okay so maybe like right, another hour yeah. or so yeah, and it's not it's not like there's like the only gameplay intensive part is doing like the raid and then you like, oh, I just got to sail up to which you probably already have like the fast travel point next to it. So Yeah, <laughs> like, I have probably one you have to sail up. Okay, cool. Um okay, hearing you say that it gets better and like all of these criticisms that I have, you're like, yeah, it is that way in the beginning, but they go away as you play more. It's always an annoying thing to hear about a game, but it is comforting to know because like, I feel like I could learn to like this game or like I could enjoy this game. The The tools are there, you know, yeah. it's just like so far it's been boring. So it's good to hear that that goes away in time. I, I, I think they do a good job in the, at least the beginning of, of the next area where they kind of introduce some new mechanics and like so that you, you can like you choose what you want to do next. It's not like, all right, now we got to go here, and now we got to go here, and now we got to go here. It's like, hey, like, okay, um, do you want to go talk to this place, or do you want to go down to this place because they've got this thing going on? And it's kind of like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me go do that. Okay, cool. It's a little less linear, I guess. Okay, that's good to hear. Like I was saying, it's like in a world where we have Breath of the Wild and Ghost of Tsushima, it just didn't feel like this game was doing anything special. Yeah. And it sounds like you may still think that way. I, I mean, I would agree that it do, it's not doing anything special, um, but I, I guess I still enjoy it. Okay, cool. One thing that I do want to say is that Orlog may be like one of the best games within a game I've ever played. Uh, yes, Orlog. It's that's very fun. It's like a dice game that you just play with people. Think like Gwent in The Witcher. It's that type of thing. Uh, 
It's very fun. And they're making a physical version next year, and I'm a thousand percent buying it, and we are going to play it. <laughs> I'm That's very, dope. I'm yeah, very we definitely got it. Um, all right, cool. Uh, I only have one more game on my list. Do you, the, Derek and Andrew, is there anything else that you guys have? Yeah, I have a couple. Okay, cool. Go for uh, it. So I'll do a quick touch-up on Demon Souls, because I have been playing it more after I beat... Um, whatever i beat another game and then i play i, I said i'm gonna start bugs next year and play that and then i just played demon souls instead demon souls is kind of like persona for you jeff where i am thinking about it all the time <laughs> and i'm like i want to play through this game but when i sit down and i play it i'll play for two hours and accomplish nothing <laughs> i'll fucking run at these goddamn skeletons for like an hour straight and die over and over and over again and then i'll make it to the next area finally and then die in the first 30 seconds but i love it <laughs> <laughs> i never thought you would enjoy the souls style games but it, it, Dude, at, it's amazing you, to me you, that they hooked once you. you like get your first one once you get through the first you're just like you're all in because now like i know that i will learn and i know that i like i will get to that level and i am now that i have a more like full understanding of the mechanics and how the game plays and how bosses work and how they're designed i am i can figure them out easier so like I just the I've beaten two bosses at this point. The first one is the phal the phalanx the phalanx. I don't know how you pronounce that, um, but it's basically like this mass of these kind of blobulous creatures uh, with spears and shields, and you just have to kind of kill them one by one. And then the second one is the Tower Knight, which is this like twenty foot tall dude with a huge shield and spear. Uh, and so the Tower Knight took me a few tries to figure out, but eventually I was able to, you know, like actually do it. And that's as far as I've played so far. Um, but it's 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 great. I cool. Am, this is, despite the frustration, it's it's like every time I die, I'm like, okay, I can do it better next time. It's good. Uh, it's like the like the Celeste uh, yes. Hollow Knight thing of like, it doesn't feel bad to die. You're like, okay, I know what to do now. Yeah basically it's nice. like every every time i die i'm like learning more kind of being able to chart my path a little better uh stuff like that so to answer your question from a couple of weeks ago jeff yes i would absolutely recommend this okay uh especially if you're a first timer this is probably the way to go uh just to a get it out of the way now because on the scale of difficulty this is probably up there um but also it's a little bit easier uh, in terms of exploration, because it's so linear uh, comparatively to Dark Souls, uh, Liss will teach you the mechanics, and then in Dark Souls, you can focus on learning the world. Um, so that's that's what I would say for that. But I think that we should definitely be keeping an eye out on Blue Point going forward. Okay. Um, because they already did the remake or remaster of Shadow of the Colossus a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've heard that that was was pretty good as a remake, and then obviously this as a remake is good. I almost wish that they took more of a of an approach to change things because they it's like literally just the same exact game but looks better. Uh, yeah, I heard it's me, identical. 
yeah, don't get me wrong. This is still like the best looking game I've ever played, but it's so like some of the systems do still feel outdated. Like look like the menus and like looking at them. There are quality of life changes, but I feel like not quite enough, but that might be a personal gripe. Uh, a lot of like souls purists will say that that's part of it. You know, that's part of figuring it out, but I think that it could probably be toned up a little bit. So the current rumor is that they're working on Metal Gear, right? So yeah, it's the their current project is Metal Gear, and that Metal Gear they, Solid, Metal Gear Solid, yeah. And then the other rumor is that they also worked on and then passed off to another studio a Bloodborne remaster. Yes, I did and hear that about that too. It's going to get announced at the Game Awards. Oh my God! Oh yeah, one of the Game Awards. That's next week, right? A week from today. Ooh. Yeah, which is the same day Cyberpunk comes out. I'm gonna <laughs> owe you a cow. We're gonna be eating calzones next Friday. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, we are. Cause what what was our bet that uh hey, I, I bet I bet that it would come out on the tenth. Yeah. So we're just getting. So you owe me a calzone. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I'm gonna have to buy you a calzone. Assuming um, within the next week we don't get trolled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. Um. Uh, there's also uh, a rumor that Bluepoint is working on a The Legend of Dragoon remake. Uh, Ooh, very, really? Very, uh, it's, just, it's a rumor based on a tweet of someone saying, uh, someone tweeted the director there and said, do you like the video game The Legend of Dragoon? And the guy tweeted back says, I love The Legend of Dragoon. Perhaps it should be a project. <laughs> and the, the small fan base of The Legend of Dragoon <laughs> took this as like, the shining light from the heavens of like if you're going to get something this is it yes uh i doubt i don't think it's actually happening but hey this it feels like the one like you googled legend of dragon remake and this is the one thing that came up and you're like oh it's happening (laughs) yeah um that's probably not happening but still yeah, like Bluepoint gives me hope for game remasters and remakes because I know I've expressed to you guys before, both outside and on the podcast, that I would kill somebody for a Xenogears remake. Uh, yes, you so have. So if Bluepoint did that, I would probably cry lots of tears of joy. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I don't know if this happened recently or not, but Bluepoint was bought by Sony. <gasps> Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Are you okay there, Jeff? So, like, that think only of makes all of the Son- old Sony games that they can remake. Oh, uh, you know, like The Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, what else yeah, are you playing, that was I think uh, I think keeping an eye out for Bluepoint going forward is going to be a good idea. <laughs> uh, the other game that I played was The Pathless. Oh, cool, um, yeah. You said you beat Yeah, that? Since, since two weeks ago, I have also platinumed The Pathless. Um, it was a pretty easy platinum, all things considered. Once you, once you like, get, I uh, also would like to amend my statement about that. I think at the time I said I wasn't really feeling it, but once I played it more and understood the overall game loop more, I I like it a lot. Um, it's not like a must play by any means, but I think it's worth a playthrough. Um, it's it's a very cool uh kind of puzzle game but ex- with, with exploration mixed in um it's basically like then it's kind of like breath of the wild where like you have to set your own waypoints but you can't actually set waypoints so you kind of just have to walk in the direction basically your your l1 button is this sensory mechanic where the whole world turns into into a negative color scheme uh 
and this like pulse will emanate out across the uh, landscape and then places of interest will glow red whereas the rest of the world is this weird like shade of blue um, and so you, that's basically how you find things um, so but it's but yeah it's still a lot of fun once you play the game more you get a little more power to your arsenal so like your flow uh, gets better the boosts of speed become more intense uh, stuff like that you gain more flaps to your eagle companion so you can fly a little higher and longer um the puzzle mechanics uh tend to stale out a little bit but they still will find unique ways to kind of use the same general uh things so like there's there's puzzles where you have to shoot your arrow through a certain number of rings in a line uh and that'll unlock something there's puzzles where you have to just like press a bunch of switches in a certain order and like open doors there's puzzles where you have to light a series of torches using one torch that's lit in a particular location and switch it and there are always switches all around that you'll need to press to change things so it's it's a fun puzzle game uh i think the world is a little bit too large because there were times when I have to, when I'm like I have to go all the way across this area in order to get somewhere, and that could take upwards of three to five minutes sometimes, just to get from point A to point B. Hmm. And while the kind of constant momentum thing is fun, uh, a lot of the time the quickest way to get places is to just fly there because there's a lot of like verticality to the game. Um, so doing just flying and gliding towards the location can feel a lot slower comparatively to the running uh and then any time that you're not running it just feels bad because mm. the because the running just feels so good by itself any time you're not doing that just by comparison is less of an ex- is a lesser experience uh but overall i enjoyed it nice so Solid. i definitely recommend it if like this comes to playstation plus or something it's uh probably worth picking up or if maybe we see it on sale in the future um i don't remember what the what the price is right now but cool but yeah that's it that's the only other one for me derek did you have any other games that you'd played nope all right i got one left but it requires a story to start oh boy so uh let's see about a week and a half ago i get a text from the one and only Jin. <laughs> uh it was like five in the morning i want to say um hang on let me let me look it up um da, 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 he managed to uh <laughs> pre-order me an xbox series x <laughs> Which was uh, very, very cool of him. He, uh, I had to go pick it up at a Best Buy in New Hampshire. (laughs) Oh, geez, dude. Which was an hour and a half drive away. So, store opens up at 10 o'clock. I roll up at 10. Uh, I get in line because there's a big line there. And there are signs on the wall that say, if you are here for a pickup, get back in your car, go on the app and click the I'm here to pick up my thing uh, button. 
There are usually eight spots. The parking lot was completely full. I managed to like find one on the side of the building in this like weird area. Um, there are usually eight spots that with numbers for like pickup, but there were people everywhere with like their trunks open, meaning like, hey, I'm here for a pickup. So it was insane. Um, they said, okay, we'll have it out in about 10 minutes. Jin had to go into his app and hit the button. I sat in my car for over two hours. Oh, what? my God. All the meanwhile, having to pee very badly, but not wanting to leave <laughs> and texting Jin because the, the app, the picture he initially sent me with like the code to like tell them uh, when they came said, eh, check back here for any updates. Uh, and after like the first half hour, it said we're experiencing some delays. Meanwhile, I see, like, every once in a while, I see this kid come out with an Xbox. The first 20 minutes, I was standing outside, and it was pretty cold out, expecting that it was going to be really quick. I was just going to see someone uh, coming in my area. I wrote down, I had Jin write down, like, the general area of where my car was. Um, And then eventually, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit in my car with the heat on. Yeah. Over two hours, uh, I was texting Allison. I was like, I think I might just leave. This is bullshit. Uh, Uh... I, I was texting Jin. I was like, I'm considering just leaving. Because I was like, I had an hour and a half car ride already. I was sitting there for two hours. I really had to pee. I was hungry. Uh, and I was just like, I, this isn't fucking worth it. Um, he's like, don't do that. Just like, wait it out. It'll be fine. Uh, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go in line. And I'm going to talk to someone. Because this is, this is insane. So I get in line. It was like wrapped around two of the four sides of the building. Oh, Jesus. Uh, um, so th- it was moving pretty quickly, though, because at the front, they were just like, what are you here for? And if, like, they're like, oh, I'm here to buy this particular thing. Okay, go to this section. So they're just kind of like, you know, guiding people. So it was, yeah. everyone is having more focused shopping. Um, so I get to the front of the line. And I was just like, I've been waiting for over two hours. Uh, this is the code. And I just wanted to like know. If like there's an update on when this will, I'll get this. Uh, the dude was like, he went and talked to somebody. He said, "All right, there's go wait in the line inside for the in-store pickup." And I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" So I go in the in-store pickup line, which is decently long. I'm waiting in that for about 15 minutes. I get about halfway through it, and I see this woman with an Xbox Series X, and she walks outside. And in my brain, I'm like. With my fucking luck, that woman's looking for me. Sure enough, this woman comes back inside with this Xbox X Series X. Uh, she sits out down at a counter. I watch her pull out a phone. You could tell she's like a little bit frustrated and annoyed. I I imagine anyone working in retail at this time of the year is because this is the Saturday after Black Friday. It's the day after Black Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So. The woman, I can see her talking, and then she hangs up the phone. I preemptively pull my phone out of my pocket, thinking, I'm about to get a phone call from my friend Jin. <laughs> sure enough, without <laughs> fail, I get a phone call from Jin, and I answer it, and I said, is a woman looking for me right now? And he goes, yeah, she can't find your car. And I say, okay, I'll go get her. I duck out of the line, I go down and under the, the ropes for the line, uh, and I like kind of aggressively walk at her. Uh, cause like she's wandering around the parking lot and I'm trying to catch up to her. And I was like, is that is for, is then I like read her my code and she's like, oh yeah, you just gotta show me an ID. Cause there, it had Jin's name on it and my name on it. Cause he put me as the pickup person. So I nice. showed her my ID. Okay. She goes, okay, cool. Here you go. She like hands it to me and you know, 
COVID-19. I'm trying to make zero contact with this woman in this handoff because I am from two states over. Uh, uh, I like loosely grab it while trying to like get around her arms and she like is also trying to avoid me. So she kind of lets go and it falls. (laughs) So we both very quickly go and grab it and we catch it out of the air and we just look at each other and at the same time we just go, oh, nice catch. And then I walk away. And so now you're divorcing Allison for her, right? Uh, oh my god! So then I drive an hour home or an hour and a half home. I stop because uh, I really had to pee. I also it was one of those like places on the side of the highway that also had a McDonald's. I was like, I'm buying a fucking Big Mac. I'm treating myself. Uh, ate a Big Mac. Uh, very well hid the Xbox in the my car under like a bunch of blankets and shit just to be safe while I went to the bathroom. And I got home. And I downloaded a bunch of stuff, and I now have an Xbox Series X. Yay. Uh, so, Ooh, finally. Quite, quite oh, the, boy. Quite the fucking story. Quite the journey. Um, so, initially, I was going to... I was supposed to pick it up... Sorry. I picked it up on Sunday. I was initially supposed to pick it up on Saturday. And they said they would notify us when it was ready. I didn't get the notification until, like, 6.30 at night. And I was like, I'm not driving to New Hampshire and getting there at like eight thirty. Yeah. I'm not doing that. And I so I'll go get it in the morning. Um, but up until that point, it was about like three o'clock, and I hadn't gotten any information from Jin yet. And I was just like, I'm not getting an Xbox. This is they're gonna like cancel it or something. So I bought Assassin's Creed on PlayStation, and uh, and then a couple hours later, he's like, Oh, you can go get it. And I was like, Damn it! But that's okay. <laughs> so uh, yes, I have been playing Assassin's Creed on PlayStation. But anyways. I have been playing Yakuza Like a Dragon on my Xbox Series X. Shout out to Dante. He suggested this to us. Uh, So far, I've played that game for about two and a half hours, but I've actually maybe played the game for 10 minutes. It is, (laughs) it's like all cutscene story set up for the first like two plus probably upwards of three hours of the game. It's insane. Um, So, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it. I am very invested in the story. It hasn't turned me off for the fact that I haven't really played it much. The main character, Ichiban, is so cool and fun. He's he's just like this dedicated dude. He's like aggressive and he'll beat the shit out of you, but he's also super respectful and humble. And I, don't, I just love Ichiban. He's so intense. Uh, so. I, I, I want to say a lot of stuff I've seen on, on like Twitter and stuff is just... Uh, like praising the game for how he is an adult character who does adult things Mm -hmm. and there's nothing like he's not like some anime crazy you know like he's just he's a guy he's He's a normal guy guy. he's yeah he's a guy who's grateful for the opportunities that he's been given because he was like dealt a shit hand and like he's gonna protect the people that he cares about uh, but he's also like fun loving and just like he loves Dragon Quest and they drop the name Dra- Dragon Quest and like they talk about slimes and shit and like how much like he's like yeah I am who I am because of Dragon Quest and that's where <laughs> that's where it gets into like becoming a JRPG because in like this is how he perceives the world it's like oh yeah like we're gonna fight and then it becomes like a turn based combat thing it's weird um, so I don't yeah, have I- a, a ton to say yet because I haven't really played it a ton but so far the story is very engaging and interesting and even allison sitting on the couch watching she's like yeah no i'm like invested on in what's going on with ichiban and like i, I care about like these characters already so it's cool 
the one thing that I do say is like, you know how in older games when like you were having a conversation, so there's the cut scenes where it's like voice actor whatnot, and then there's the non uh, voice acted scenes yeah. where there's text, and a character will have an animation, and then you click the next the button to like continue to the next text, and it will like jump to the start of the animation or to like it's not fluid. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It does that, but it, like it owns it. It's not. It doesn't feel bad. It's like committing to that old style of video game but in modern graphics and you know technology okay it's, cool it, it works i'm really excited to play this game more um it's gonna suck having yakuza which is like a 60 to 80 hour game assassin's creed which is a 60 hour to 80 hour game and then uh next week having cyberpunk, a, a cyberpunk <laughs> which is gonna be another 60 to 80 hour game and i want to play a Cortana. bunch of well well that's i'm talking about specifically for game of the year stuff Ah. So it's like, I'm going to like, one of these three games is going to win out and it's going to get a majority of my time. I'm going to obviously give each one its dues to discuss it properly. But, um, so yeah, so far Yakuza like a dragon haven't played much, have watched a lot and I'm enjoying what I've watched so far. Um, but as a whole, the Xbox is pretty awesome. The boot up is even faster than the PlayStation. It's faster than the switch. You turn, you hit the button on the controller and it is maybe a second before you're just on the home menu it's wow it actually instantaneous it's insane um i i booted up a bunch of games uh i downloaded doom because uh, that is now on game pass doom eternal yeah. so i'm gonna play that for game of the year as well uh glad i waited because uh, it ended up coming to game pass yeah <laughs> um but i like i opened up a bunch of games and was hopping back and forth between them for the the quick resume function and that is incredible it's just like so fast and so snappy and you're just like you're just right back into wherever you were like you just hit pause walked away and came back uh but you're cycling between several games that so that's really crazy i personally like the controller way more than the dual sense with the exception of obviously like the haptic triggers in the dual sense and like the the special rumble in the dual sense like that's obviously the dual sense has it beat but ergonomically how it feels in your hands the Xbox, I feel like it's hand down, hands down better. Uh, it's got this like textured grip on the triggers, the textured grip on the the handles itself, the way it fits in my. I've always felt like PlayStation controllers felt feel bulky and like chunky, and they don't like fit in my hands well. Whereas Xbox controller, I just the way it fits in my hand just feels so much nicer. I like how it has the concave um, uh, joysticks thumbsticks instead of the playstation it like there's a rim and then it dips down and then it's convex it's it's weird i don't know and they're like the the xbox ones are textured so they like stick to your finger better and on the playstation i find myself doing that thing where like if i'm holding forward and running for a long time i will reach over with my right hand hold the stick in place and then like readjust my thumb lower and i'd never find myself doing that on the xbox just with the way it's textured um so, yeah, I'm I'm loving it. It's also one of the it's the only controller of the modern consoles that has colored face buttons anymore. PlayStation got rid of it and Nintendo got rid of it. Uh yeah. so that is something to consider. Uh it makes like prompts like especially when you're going between the three and like, "Okay, 
I haven't played the PlayStation in like two months. Which fucking button is square again? Or like if you're going back and forth between Nintendo and they mix up the X and Y and A and B right. buttons, it's nice to like have a color corresponding so you can very quickly like use your peripheral vision to see. Oh yeah, Y is yellow, which is on top. Cool. Um, oh really? I don't have that problem anymore. Yeah, maybe it's because maybe it's because I don't play Xbox and be, and so yeah, I don't so, have so two you, consoles that are the same scheme. It's extra difficult when you're going back and forth between Xbox and Nintendo because it is X, yeah, uh, yeah. A B X Y, but they're all sh- shuffled. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm loving my Xbox. It has the same app as PlayStation, where you can go and uh, I was talking to someone about Celeste, and I was like, man, Celeste is on Game Pass. I want to have it on like one of my two main like fast systems. So uh, I was at work and I was just like, all right, I'll just download Celeste. And boop, boop, boop on my phone at work. And then like a couple of minutes later, I got a notification. Yep. Celeste is ready to play on your Xbox at home. Like that, that is one of my most favorite thing about the new generation of consoles is so fucking cool. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm loving my Xbox a lot. Uh, I pre-ordered cyberpunk for it. Uh, nice. so yeah. We'll we'll see where where it goes. Um, I'm excited to put more time into both of them and see if like one comes out as a front runner solely on performance. It has nothing to do with what actual games I'm playing on it. I'm gonna be so like right, objective. So right now, which one do you like more? Probably the Xbox. If we are not talking about games, just the way about like yes, the console, just the, just the, the interface, console and the controller, and everything, I'd probably choose Xbox. I feel like it's the PlayStation has a lot of extra bells and whistles. Like the cards, I'm never gonna use those. Yeah. Like never. If there was a way to customize them so that they, it was just like all trophies, that would be cool. But like to jump to a specific like point in the game or like a certain part of a level it's like i'm never gonna do that that's just not for me um and the the user interface of xbox is is i feel like just cleaner and fucking game pass is insane dragon quest 11 is coming to game pass this month that's insane uh that's a game i've always wanted to play uh so i'll probably download it and i'll never there's too many apparently whatever like the whatever the newest edition they released has like a 96 on metacritic right now yeah, everyone's like says that Dragon Quest Eleven is the best Dragon Quest game, um, and maybe after playing Yakuza Like a Dragon and being so inspired by Dragon Quest, it'll make me want to go out and play one because I've never played one. Yeah. Also, Control is coming to Game Pass this month. Jedi Fallen Order is there now with all the EA games. You can play any of the NFL games if you're that kind of person. Like if you were just like the, the Call of Duty NFL guy. Steve, like Xbox Game Pass on a Series S is the fucking greatest thing in video games. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm very happy I got an Xbox. I'm not disappointed in it. Ah, uh, nice. man, very long winded episode. Doing he's, We're a, doing he's a next gen gamer. So back in the when I was in high school, my buddy, friend of the show, Nick Fanaco, uh, he had a PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty. And a Nintendo Wii. And he called it the Xbox Wii 60. No, the PS Wii 60. Uh, <laughs> so I need to think of a clever name to include the Switch PS5 and Series X. Um, I will not be doing that on the spot, but maybe one day I will think of something cool to call it. Uh, but we have been talking for a super long time. And as long as everyone has said what they feel like they want to say, 
let's move on and uh, do some trivia. How does that sound? Uh, sounds yeah, good to me. Sounds good. All yeah. right. Uh, back by popular demand. Trivia uh, for this week is video game cinnamon buns, also known <laughs> as Jeez. video game syn- synonyms. I had such a blast doing these that I decided to do some more. Uh, nice. So, so we're going to have to do this a little bit differently because obviously if you had forever to, to think of it, you'll eventually get it. Uh, so it's going to be more of a timed thing. I'm going to give everyone 10 seconds. And after that moment, you have to like commit and be like, I didn't think of something. Uh, this is, again, super honor system here, guys. Okay. Um, so um, let's do it. Is everybody ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, Avenue Combatant. I'm going to give everyone like... We're, we're messaging these to you on Discord? No, just write them down. It's going to oh, be the okay. same as normal, but um, yeah, you just Got have it. a limited amount of time. All right. We're going to have Derek go first. Derek, do you know what Avenue Combatant is? Street Fighter. Andrew? Street Fighter. Adam? Yeah, I got this. I got the same thing. All right, it is Street Fighter. Good job, guys. I tried my best to make like to scale this from easiest to hardest. Yeah, I hope they get more difficult because I feel like that was kind of a gimme. As as fun as it is, I feel like it's a weird thing for this style of trivia. Yeah, I started to think about that afterwards, but uh, by the time I had written all of them down, I was like, ah, whatever. All right, fuck it. All right, number two, magnificent larceny vehicle. Come on, man! <laughs> Magnificent larceny vehicle. Uh, this might be the first trivia where all of us get a five. All I don't five know. Right. It gets hard. Uh, okay. All right, Andrew, what do we got? Grand Theft Auto. Adam. Grand Theft Auto. Derek. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is correct. All right. Question number three: Inhabitant malevolence. I had a, a Donald Trump speech uh, stumbling moment there. Uh, inhabitants malevolence. Andrew. That's a good one. Resident Evil. Derek. Resident Evil. Adam. Yeah, like it's Resident Evil. All right, it is Resident I, Evil. I started writing Living Dead, and I was like, God, Resident. All right. <laughs> I think this is the one that might start to trip people off. Okay, okay. ready? Number yeah. four. Associations of myths. Allison uh, is looking yeah, at I, me. She's playing along. <laughs> I think I got this. Adam yeah, thinks he has it. Uh, all right, we're gonna go with Derek first on this one. Derek, associations of myths. Uh, something tale. Andrew. League of Legends. Adam. Yeah, League of Legends. It is League of Legends. Wow, that was a good one. Thank you, thank you. Okay, and here is the last one. Senior Parchment's Forgetfulness. Senior Parchment's Forgetfulness. All right, Derek, you got to get this one right to have a chance to tie. What do you think it is? I put Super Paper Mario. (laughs) Adam? (laughs) Uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion? Andrew? Elder Elder Scrolls Oblivion. It is Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Damn, you guys are way better at this than I am. (laughs) All right, so the way that the tiebreaker here works is it's going to be rapid fire. Okay, oh, you, sure you, you sure I don't just win because it's my birthday? I'm sure you don't just mm. win because your birthday. I don't uh, play that game. I had to try. Okay, so actually, uh, this one this one's going to be uh, we're going to do two, and if one of you 
So there, I have three here. Okay. So how this is going to work? It's going to be normal for the first two, and then the third one, it's just going to be the first person to say it wins if we get okay. to that. Okay. 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 Uh, all right. So number one, murder the tower. Oh, okay. Do you want us to just say it? Uh, yeah, it sounds like you both know it. Slay the Spire. Okay. Number two, Missile Society. I'm Rocket gonna get... League. Okay. Sorry, Adam? Yeah, you... I, I didn't, I, to be honest, I didn't think of that one. Well, Andrew ruined it. So, so sorry. So uh, you get, Adam still gets a point. <laughs> All right. So this one is just a... Yeah, be honest, Adam. Do you think you would have gotten it? Given time, I would have thought about it. All right, so here's how it goes. This is for the perfect score for both of you. It's just the first person to shout it out wins. Okay, ready? Okay. okay. Distant wine. Far Cry. Andrew oh. wins. Dang it. The correct answer is Far Cry. Good job, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't oh, this, does, this doesn't work for just normal trivia. This is much better as a Jeopardy category for sure. Yeah. Um, it's fun, but it's fun yeah. though. It is very fun. All right, cool. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Adam, happy birthday, buddy. Oh, thanks. Buddy. Yeah, happy birthday. Um, all right. You can check us out on Instagram at Game Sharks Podcast. You can find our website, thegamesharks.com. And you can send us an email, much like Dante did at Game Sharks Podcast at yahoo.com. Send us any discussion topics. Send us any questions that you have. Check in, say hi, give us some trivia. Uh, all right, cool. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And with that, we are Finn. Later. One would say, Sharky later. I will not be saying that. <laughs> <laughs>